March has a reason to celebrate, as does any other month. But for the month of March, it is National Nutrition Month, as well as an opportunity for us to celebrate the achievements of women. So this month on the podcast, you are going to hear some stories and conversations from some amazing women who have taken the opportunity to use their calling, use their voices, um, and use their gifts to celebrate other women, to call them up versus calling them out. And we're going to talk about how to feed yourself, spirit, soul, and body, making sure that what we are, um, what we're consuming, that it is nourishing us inside and out. So I hope that these conversations, um, as always, help you to adjust your focus. Thanks for listening in. Enjoy the episode. All right, y'all, we are back with another episode um, to do exactly what I always promise um, that this space will provide. And it's just an opportunity for you to adjust your focus. And for clarification's sake, if you hear me say adjust your focus or you ever see us hashtag adjust your focus, that is not a finger wagging shaming, blaming, naming anything. That is an invitation to think about what you're thinking about and pay attention to the things that have too much of your time and energy and effort, um, good or bad, because sometimes we can be so fixated on the good things that we don't work on the things that are not so great. So sometimes there's an adjustment of our focus in that as well. Um, So for today's episode, we are going to dive into a topic that I think has become really vague um, in the general sense of it, and God had some fun with the word itself. Uh, We're going to talk about wellness, and the reason I say it's vague is because, you know, if I tell somebody I work in the wellness industry, they kind of tilt their head and say, what does that even mean? Like, so what do you do? And then I have to go beyond the elevator speech and explain exactly what I do. Um, But the short story of wellness is heart, soul, mind, and strength, relationships, finances, um, your body, um, pick an area of your life. If you've ever seen me post the wellness wheel or the focus wheel, it looks at all these different aspects of who you are and um, how you take care of yourself, how life is functioning around you, through you, and with you, and how do you, with whatever God has given you, how do you make sure that you stay healthy? And it's not a matter of you knowing how to do all those things. Sometimes it requires you opening your hands, opening your heart, opening your life so that other people have access to you to give you the things that you need 
so that you'll be well. That was probably an earful for somebody. So we're going to break that down. We're going to break it down into three different areas, your spiritual wellness, your physical wellness, and your emotional wellness. Notice I said we, because A, me and you, B, I have some friends with me today. And y'all know that I love to be able to share this microphone with my friends because that's what God asked me to do with this space. And that blesses me thoroughly. Um, so before we dive into what it looks like to be well, um, I want to introduce you to my sister friends. There's a difference between friends and sister friends. Sidebar, that's another podcast. But at any rate, <laughs> nonetheless, um, I have today uh, two sister friends that God has allowed me to do life and wellness with um, more intimately in the past couple of years. Like that is one of the beauty, the beautiful gifts in the, in the last two years where we were really uncertain and we're trying to figure out who are my people. Um, I have found my people with these two people. Um, so I'm gonna allow them to introduce themselves um, and I'll be quiet. So my name is Brooke Green. Um, who am I? That's a very good question. So I'll just introduce myself as being a fitness instructor who is coming into my own and learning the wellness side. Um, yeah, enemy is my mentor and pointing me in the right direction. So that's who I am in a nutshell. I am Demetria Yanez. I am here in Texas. I am also a fitness instructor. Um, my background, my um, undergraduate degree is in kinesiology, so human movement. Um, and I am currently a student in a clinical mental health program. And so I am still learning about that side of things, but I'm really excited to be invited to this conversation with you two amazing women. Yeah, like I love that. <clears throat> I love the way you both de described yourself or introduced yourselves because I think when you start conversations about wellness, the assumption on the listening end is they're going to speak so far over my head that I'm going to get lost or they're going to prescribe me all these things that I don't even know where to begin. Um, and so collectively, I think y'all will come to understand that our backgrounds, our humility, our willingness to be a student, <laughs> you will relate Amen. to that more than anything, more than anything that we offer, because we are literally still in training. Again, I go back to the fact that the last two years, we were all, we're all still trying to figure out how do I be well, and that's not grammatically correct, but you know what I mean? Um, how can I stay well? How can I get well? We're learning that there are parts of us that were unwell, that we thought were well. And it's because we are in a season where we're finding stressors that we've never had to deal with before. And we're learning, I know for me, I'm learning parts of me good and bad that I didn't know were there parts of me that I'm like, man, I thought I dealt with that. And then other parts of me where I'm learning, I'm stronger and more knowledgeable um, 
than I've ever had to be. So there's like a side of my knowing how to be well that I didn't even know I knew. But then there's a part of me that I'm like, not so well that I didn't know that I'm like, dang it. <laughs> now I got to get healthy. Like, cause once you know, now you have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why this conversation is happening. Um, and again, this is not an opportunity for us to shame you or point at things and say, stop doing that. This is an opportunity for you to lean in and take some personal assessments of your own um, to see where might God be calling you um, to be better, not just to do better or to get better. Like there is this statement of get better and feel better, but like, I don't know, for wellness, you know, you get a card when you're not well and the card says get well soon. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, how do you get well soon? And it you can't get well soon until you figure out, oh man, that that's not well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I just want to read something with you or to you really quick. And this comes from a book that I have had for so many years that the binding is falling apart. I'm trying to see if there's a, a copyright date on the inside so I can tell you how long I've had it. 1982 was when it was first published. I probably bought it in 2006. (laughs) So not 1982, but this just shows you that wellness has evolved over the years, but the word of God still stands true because this is a um, Bible-based resource on our, our wellness. So it says, Um, Are you concerned about your spiritual, physical, or emotional wellness? If so, there is a timeless source of advice and comfort upon which you can and should be dependent, not to should on you. That source is the Holy Bible. God's word has so much to say about every aspect of your life, including your health. If you face personal health challenges that seem almost unsolvable, have a faith have faith and seek God's wisdom. If you can't seem to get yourself on a sensible nutrition program or on a program of regular physical exercise, consult with God's teachings. If your approach to physical or emotional health has up to this point been undisciplined, begin to pray for the strength to do what you know is right. God has given you the Bible for the purpose of knowing his promise, his power, his commandments, his wisdom, his love, and his son. As you seek to improve your state of health and well-being, study God's word and apply them to your life. When you do, you will be blessed now and forever. Amen. So my first question to both of you, um, and I will I'll pass the mic to Brooke first. Um, when did you know that you had the opportunity um, to get well? Like, what, what, what do you think was a marker in your life that you realized something needs to be healthier? So that's a loaded question in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so first we'll go physical. When did I know I needed to get well physically? The day I couldn't put my coat on properly. Mm. I knew something wasn't right. So that started the surgeries on my body. 
to where I needed to move properly. Now, when I went from the physical as far as just daily living, I corrected that portion. I realized I needed to get physically healthy and being able to be healthy as far as my total self. Because when you sit in something so long, it makes you depressed. Hmm. And you realize this isn't how I want to live. So I started with the physical. Then I started on the mental. That has been an ongoing process. Um, And when the mental started, that's when the spiritual tapped in to where I can't do this by myself. Hmm. So the process, the whole process started in 2014, 15. We reconnected in 14, right? Yeah, because I had the surgery in 15. Yeah, so 14, 15 is when the whole process started. And it's ongoing because you never know something's mentally not right until something, like, oh, wait, I think that's what they call a trigger. <laughs> right. I was in, I was just about to ask you, like, because you've identified that the physical also started to speak to the mental um how did that have an effect on your emotional well-being? In my mind, the emotional and the mental go together. They go hand in hand. Um, not to get like geeky about the brain, but, but there's portions of the brain that your emotional senses are connected to. So if something triggers your to where you're like, it it takes you back. You you smell something, you taste something, you see something. It takes you back to either a dark place, a happy place, a place you just never want to see. That triggers your emotional, but it's also a mental thing because it started in your brain. Hmm. Yeah. If you could, seeing where you are today, fast forwarding from 2014 and we're here, um, is there anything that you would have done? Well, I hate to say that because I was going to say, is there anything you would have done differently? But that question like always rubs me the wrong way because if you'd have done it differently, we wouldn't be talking right now. Correct. Um, what are you doing right now to support what you've done so far to see to it that much like you said, like you can smell something and it takes you right back to either dark or happy. What are you doing right now to maintain your wellness, whether it's the whole self or your physical self or, you know, to separate them or to take it as a whole, how are you making sure that you stay well? One, one way to maintain something, you have to recognize that a change occurred. Once you recognize that change occurred, you can either stay on the same path of where you were, or you can go the new path to which you forged, correct? So when you see that, you have to also recognize what caused the issues or what caused you to be the way that you were. Once you are able to recognize those triggers or those things, so to speak, you'll be able to know, okay, that wasn't good for me. It's like somebody who's lactose intolerant and they love milk, not the, (laughs) or cheese, not the fake stuff, the real stuff, but they know when they eat it, what happens? Dairy Queen ice cream is like that for me. I love 
blizzards and I love their cakes, but I know if I eat it, I will get so sick. It's not just like the bubble guts. It's like, I'm literally like double <laughs> over, like sick. So I have to make the choice. Do I want to go back? Do I want to, uh, you know, put that on myself and deal with that? Or do I want to, I mean, cause it's only a moment of pleasure, right? Cause once it hits the lips, hits that tongue, it's no more. It's like, now it's in your stomach and now it's, it's torture. Ooh, that whole concept could. <laughs> so could you just, so you just have to think it's a choice. Mm-hmm. So once I make that choice that I am going to better myself, I want to better myself. I don't want to maintain in the bad. I want to maintain and forge forward and continue to grow where God wants me to be, not where I've been. Mm. Yeah. Goodness. Like I'm taking notes because there's a something coming off of that. <laughs> um, Demetria, what about you? Um, wherever that train of thought wants to take you. Yeah. So I, um, first noticed that I had the opportunity to get well when I noticed that I wasn't well, (laughs) you know, it's like, you have to, um, admit that there is a problem, um, before you can begin to work on it. Right. Acknowledgement. Um, and so for me, it was really mentally and emotionally. So I, um, just, a little bit of my background grew up, um, you know, as an only child and my mother worked a lot and my grandmother worked a lot. And, um, so I was the only child till I was 16. So my brother hears this, you're here. I know we, I acknowledge you brother. I'm not an only child anymore, but anyway, but it was just, it was kind of, you know, like I was alone a lot. And so, um, just, you know, feeling, having the feelings of being alone, even though I was surrounded by people, um, you know, when I, I did grow up in church, I've always known about the Lord, you know, I knew my granny's God, um, but I think, um, you know, just being mentally feeling alone and then acting out on that, um, you know, especially to the close, the people who were closest to me, um, that was like, wait a minute, no, this is, you know, I, it, it stops here, you know, it, it's going to change with me and my generation. And then I just had to start seeking the Lord for myself and then figuring out, all right, God, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I need tell me what to do because I cannot, like, this is, it's, it's leading nowhere going downhill very fast and I feel like just for years and years and years I've just been trying to do the next thing that I feel like God's calling me to um and that has shifted my mental state and honestly I can say now um so have you got you guys have heard of EMDR yeah yes a little but okay free to just expand on it for the people who don't know yeah well so 
I'm I'm not gonna get like technical about it because I don't you know I don't want to misspeak because I'm not an expert in it. But um, basically, it's um, what the counselor described to me was like you have um, this trauma right that's unresolved and you go through life feeling like you're either in that trauma like so if you there's a trigger it feels like that that trauma is happening right now um or you're going through life feeling like it's going to happen again like and it's always you're not it, it's subconscious right it's just in your your limbic brain and so you're just going through life um just acting out those traumas and so when you do this um emdr eye movement rapid desensitization desensitization that's a mouthful but anyway you have um this light bar in front of you i guess people maybe do it different ways so and your eyes are following the light right and your um eyes are you know they're going back and forth and you have these sensors in your hand that or vibrating and buzzing. And so it's keeping you present in the room, but you're sitting with that trauma or the emotion of that trauma. And so um, I had a friend describe it. Oh yeah, you, you're being healed through movement because your eyes are moving. Um, but anyway, the counselor then said, you know, he puts you into this space and you're thinking about this trauma and you're watching the light. And it's like your brain actually files that trauma as like, okay, it's in the file cabinet. It's not happening right now. It's a memory, it's, it's sad, it happened, but you can, um, you know, it's, it's like it happened in the past, it's not happening now. Anyway, look up EMDR. But I, I just recently went through EMDR and let me tell you guys, I can tell, I was like, oh, I feel like there was like a humming, like, in my body like forever as long as I can remember my body was like on go like always um just a a constant hum and it was like noisy like it was always noisy and then after that I was like huh quiet peaceful it was like the most amazing thing but anyway I can tell though now in my body just processing through things like I'm not doing anything really different um, than I have in the past physically, but my body is responding to filing that. So anyway, that was that was so much long story, but mental, emotional, physical, all connected. No, it's so good because to that very point is because oftentimes I think we live in such a um, segmented world of like this is my work self and this is my that group of friends self and this is my that group of friends self and this is my mom self and my wife self and my daughter self and my church self and my grocery store like you pick a thing and you become something else in that thing and so you're walking around with this different posture and different frame of mind and different I don't know like we're living in our own Netflix series and like we're every character, like every waking moment where we're like, and now I'm Johnny and now I'm Susie and now I'm, you know what I mean? Like not that, and that is not a disregard to yeah. 
anyone who is literally dealing with that in their mind of like, how do I maintain all those different cells, right? Because that is Mm -hmm. a real clinical thing Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I've witnessed firsthand and I'm not even going to pretend to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. But I think, I believe that because we've been culturalized to believe that we do have to live fragmented lives, that there's a separation of ourselves that we look at our health and our wellness and we start separating it into, okay, this is my mental, this is my emotional, this is my physical, but that they're not embodied. There is one body. Yeah. It is one body that carries my soul. Like I'm a, like we're physical and we carry a soul and we have a spirit I mean, we're spiritual beings, but mm-hmm. like we have a soul, but like we forget that our soul is not just this thing floating in our ecosystem, <laughs> like, but it is a, like a makeup of our emotions, of, of our free will, of our mind, both of y'all talked about all of that. And it all is housed, which brings me to something that I recently listened to, but it, it's all housed in this house. And like, we do a good job of curb appeal. Like neighbors drive by and they're like, that's a beautiful house, but oh, what does it look like on the inside? Yeah, and that's kind of what was going on like mentally for me, you know, it was like, goodness. If people really like knocked on the door and were like, you know, I'd probably be like, uh-uh, can't come in, like peeking through the door. <laughs> hey, yeah. let me come outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and it and it even on the flip side of that, it just reminds me of like, you know how you find a restaurant that's like a hole in the wall and it's like a just a shack, but they have the best food and the best customer mm. service and the greatest light. It's like you showed up at your favorite aunt's house and she just fed you well right some of us are walking around where people are looking at us like there's no way they're happy because the assumption right don't judge a book by its cover the assumption is that they don't look the part but they are at peace their minds are stable so we like and I, I share all that just to say like again like I started the conversation this is not to shame or blame anybody but like an opportunity for us to do what it says in the book of James of like, if you look in the mirror and you see, I think it's the message translation. It says, if you look in the mirror and your lipstick is smeared, I mean, this is for the women, your lipstick is smeared and you just go, Oh, I look really good. And you walk away and don't do anything about it. Like we're supposed to be, not just be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. And if the word is inviting us, um, I just flipped open this book about um our emotional health is our responsibility and it and it took me to Matthew 9 where the woman with the issue of blood knew I've tried everything but I know what I need in order to be whole that all those doctors did what they could do but I know that if I get to Christ and the crazy thing is I studied that verse recently it said she took the risk of being seen so that she could be healed. And a lot of us are so worried about what if they know? What if somebody knows? And especially culturally, 
um, y'all are listening to this on a podcast, so y'all can't see. We're all brown girls. So culturally, (laughs) we have come up in cultures where you don't talk about that, right? You don't talk about Bruno, (laughs) like, you know, like we've come, we've come to these conclusions of either it's the elephant in the room and nobody talks about it, or everybody talks about the one family member that quote unquote lost it, but nobody talks about how they got where they got or what they were dealing with, or if they got help. And I think it was Demetrius said, like, we get to be the ones to break that generational bondage um, to carry freedom into the next generation. Um, Brooke, you looked like you were about to unmute your mic and say something, so I don't wanna stop that. Well, Demetria had said something that triggered something. Um, when you started talking about triggers and trauma and it made me remember about how things trigger us. So, you know, you have your kids that grew up in our generation where our parents whooped us, right? And so when they would say something, they knew what was coming. And so we grow up into adults and we have a fear of saying certain things because we believe that we're gonna get treated like we did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And so it's that fight or flight. There are a whole mess of things in this generation that causes us to have that fight, flight or freeze, right? So we sit there and we're like, well, I don't know how to process this. But what we have to realize is we have to recognize, okay, I'm in a situation where before I used to run from this, I don't like conflict, so I'm just going to run away. Or someone's challenging me, I don't like it, so I'm going to fight back. Or someone says a compliment to me and I don't know how to respond, so I'm just going to look at them like, what are you talking about? This old thing, right? And so that goes along with the mental and emotional, right? Because a lot of us cannot process emotions because we were never allowed to process them. We were never taught to process them or we just didn't know what they were because some of us may have been abused in that situation. Some of us may have never even had examples of it, right? And so there's there's even, um, there's another... Um, rhythm, if you want to call it, to that trigger response, and it's called fawn. And that's where we spin off into people pleasing to just rectify the situation. And it's either to turn all the attention off of me, or make it about me, because look at how I can heal everybody else and help everybody else. So we get into people pleasing antics that are really about, I don't want to cause any more harm or bring any more chaos to the situation. So let me just do whatever it takes, even at our own demise. Right. Um, And that, again, that's another unhealthy response that was nine times out of 10, a learned behavior. Like none of us are wired that way because God never, you mean, you think about that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, that's not an original design by God. 
that is something that the enemy just came right in and said, like, let's make this about you or shame on you or you're not worth anything. Like that's him whispering that this is how we can resolve um, the issue. And man, that just, it, it leads into so many other conversations that I know we don't have time to dive into. Um, but here's what I want to offer y'all. Um, this is just the beginning of several conversations that we'll be having on this series of Get Well Soon. And I originally, um, God dropped it in my spirit originally during a month that was like um, Black Mental Health Awareness Month. And forgive me, but I don't know the exact month, but that's when it kind of stirred up and I didn't move on it at the time, but I'm recognizing right now just to move when God tells me to move, to show up, because I don't know who might hear it when they hear it and they need it in that moment. Um, so this conversation will keep going and I promise to stay committed to bring you more resources and I will drop um, their information in the show notes if you want to touch base with them about something that they said. But I do want to leave you with this healthy thought because it all starts with a thought, right? Romans 12 says we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And if we can get our minds in line with Christ, our bodies will follow what our minds do, just like both of these ladies have said. And then we'll start to recognize that our emotions fall in line with that. Um, it says, make a promise to yourself and keep it that you will begin each morning, you begin each day with a morning devotional. A regular time of quiet reflection and prayer will allow you to praise your creator and to focus your thoughts. <clears throat> A daily devotional is especially important during those times of your life when you are feeling discouraged or feel fearful. Um, one of my favorite go-to morning devotionals is called the Abide app. I don't get a kickback or commission on offering that to you. It's just a really good resource. Um, and it just reads you the Bible in an audio version and asks you some questions that will allow you um, to really take an assessment of how you're doing um, and to sit with the things that may be triggering you um, and that may be stirring you toward that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Um, and again, as we always promise is that whatever resources we give you, the invitation is to help you to adjust your focus. Uh, well, Brooke and Dimitri, I know that was a short time and I could probably go for like three hours talking to y'all about this because so many other like additional conversations are stirring up in my brain that we might need a part two. So I appreciate your time um, and your commitment to doing the work first um, and breaking those generational curses and being committed to, to leading others in the work as well. Not perfect, just being intentional um, about letting God lead you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart um, and I pray that you were blessed as well from that conversation. So friends, until we get to chat again, I pray that you would be well and that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. That is the promise from heaven. Till next time, friends, we will chat with you later. Be blessed.